You are listening to the Mindset Forge podcast, and I'm Barton Bryan, your host. This is all about helping men from 40 to 60 really maximize this chapter of your life. Make it the best chapter. How do we do that? We got to look into making ourselves as strong as we can, being as inspired and as purposeful as we can, and also really focus on mindset, longevity, and start to implement discipline and focus and habits so that we can truly live out the best version of ourselves all the way into our 60s and beyond. So today is a solo cast. I'm focusing on three very specific things. First off, how do we amplify what we're already doing well? Second, I want to look at the quality of what we're doing. And I'm going to use a musical analogy for it. And then we're going to talk about diet. We're going to talk about exercise. We're going to talk about things like relationships, hanging out with our kids, hanging out with our spouses, things like that. So we're going to hit those three main topics today. And my goal with this is really give you a couple of tools and ideas that you can implement immediately. So this is not about like, hey, take my idea, my morning ritual or something like that and make it yours. It's really about amplifying what you're already doing and then start to add in other things that you know will help you be more successful, more disciplined, and more purposeful in your day-to-day activities. So let's dig in. The question I always ask when I start this podcast is, who am I talking to? And although people might be listening to various kind of backgrounds and such, I'm really focused on talking to men in that 40 to 50 range, right? All the way up to 60. That's such a pivotal time. Like our hormones are changing. Our bodies are changing a little bit. We, are, we have all this experience, which we can utilize to really find more purpose. But we start to slip away from that youthful part of ourselves, even though mentally we may feel like we're still 25 physically, emotionally, mentally, those things may not quite be there in the same way, but we can overcome that by creating strategies and systems and of course habits to get us there. So the first thing that people get wrong when they want to improve is they start throwing in brand new habits into their day that they've never done before in any kind of regular sense. So an example is, you know, January 1st, everyone's like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to go for a run every day. They're trying to implement something that they've never done. And so it's so hard to put that into your normal day-to-day routine because your day is filled. You are doing things. They may not be the healthiest things or things that you think are the healthiest, but at least you're filling your day with things. And so instead of trying to inject new habits, my ask of you is start by amplifying what you're already doing. Let me tell you what that looks like. So let's say you have a habit of walking your dog. You know, in the morning, hey, I always take my dog out for about a 15 or 20 minute walk. Fantastic. Okay. That's a great thing to do. First of all, for the dog and for you, it's a nice way to get outside, get some sunlight, move a little bit, burn a few calories. So instead of saying, hey, I'm going to go run for another 30 minutes later on, why don't you just take that 15 minute walk and double it? All right. So instead of 15, hey, you know what? Me and Lulu, the dog, we're going to go for a 30 minute walk. Right now, do it in a time of day where your poor dog's paws aren't going to burn up because it's 110 degrees outside. But just add a little bit more time into your day to walk your dog. It's going to benefit your relationship with your dog. And of course, it's going to burn twice as many calories. So you add that up over the course of seven days. You're talking about probably even just 10 or 15 minutes of extra brisk walking is probably 500 total calories burned over the course of a week, which is about a sixth or a seventh away from burning a pound of fat. All right. So. A little tweak like that can be huge. 
let's take a diet concept. So let's say one meal a day. We'll take breakfast since we're in that kind of world right now. Let's say you do three eggs and a slice of toast and a half an apple. Pretty decent breakfast, right? Here's the thing. So I'm getting about 18 grams of protein in those three eggs, which is not bad. It's not great, especially if you're a bigger guy, right? But it's something, all right? Eggs are good for you. So, you know, that's a good thing. Half an apple, fantastic. Fiber, you know, vitamins, things like that. It's good. Okay, toast, sure, some decent carbohydrates. Hopefully, it's a whole grain, but it's some sort of complex carbohydrates. So instead of, okay, now I'm going to make a smoothie every morning instead of eating that breakfast, why not just tweak the breakfast a little bit? You're already doing that on a consistent basis. You already have the habit of eating eggs, toast, and an apple. Why not just magnify it a little bit? So what I would do is maybe I'd pull back to one whole egg a little bit less uh, fat just for the sake of like, if, you're, if your goal is to like lose a little bit of body fat, maybe pull a little bit of the calories from the fat, but then take you know, an, a cup of egg whites. And egg whites are always found right above where the eggs are found in the grocery store. They're in a carton. You can just put a cup of egg whites. It gives you about 20 to 25 grams of protein right there, boom, bang, plus the, uh, plus the egg, you're getting another six there. So you're at 30, 35 uh, right there. You can even up that to 40, 45. If you're a bigger guy, you need more protein. Bam, you've got a nice protein rich egg breakfast. You still get the nutrients of the yolk, which has a lot of micronutrients and benefits there. And then you still do the toast and the half apple. Bam, that's a great breakfast. And you're getting a lot of protein in, which is going to help satiate your stomach. So you're actually not going to be as hungry because you got that much protein in. And we know that if we're working out, if we're exercising, you need that protein. So boom, that's just an example of how you might add to something you're doing well already. Another example would be going to the gym. Hey, I already go to the gym. How can I make that experience better? Right? Are there some tools? Are we doing a VO2 max workout where we're focusing on like up into our like past our anaerobic threshold, doing some sprints? Are we doing some zone two cardio? Are we doing strength training? Are we hitting our legs to really stimulate muscle growth by hitting the big muscles of the body? Those things are ways that you can tweak, make things a little bit harder, make things a little bit better, get more results. But if you're going from not doing much to like, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and a half a day, six days a week, the likelihood that that's going to stick is pretty slim. So my re recommendation is look at your day. So look at the totality of your day. Maybe even like write down, what are the things I do well? What are some healthy habits? Maybe there's a couple of meals that you feel like, you know, you kind of nail it with like maybe lunch. You know, you do like a really healthy sandwich or, or salad or, you know, egg white omelet, something like that. If you've got something like that, great. Circle that and say, how can I make that a little bit better to give me even more juice? You know, the proverbial juice, like energy uh, and be healthier in that moment. All right. So look at those things. Same thing with exercise, uh, finding ways to take what you're already doing and just tweaking them a little bit, making them a little bit better before you start adding a brand new habit. All right. So next thing I'm going to talk about is how do you take what you're doing and make it better? And so what I mean by that is if you think about sheet music, now you don't have to know how to read sheet music, but I'm making the point that if you could play all the notes on the page the way they're written, it would sound something like the song you're about to play, but the goal isn't to get all the notes right. The goal is to create music. 
right? And so you really want to start thinking about like when I'm working out, when I'm eating, when I'm with my kids, how do I make music? And what I mean by that is like, how do I maximize what I'm doing in that moment? How do I have the focus, the intention? For those of you who are like are already doing the workouts at the gym, you have a plan. Maybe you have like some sets and, and reps at a certain weight that you're going to do. And you kind of have that, that goal in mind, which can be very motivating and helpful to like know that you're improving. But then when you get there, you want to let go of the rep count and start focusing on feeling each and every rep, right? We want to maximize each and every rep as we do it, right? So here's an example. Let's say I'm going in, I do incline barbell bench press for my chest when I first get in there, right? I don't mess with barbell bench press flat. doesn't feel great on my shoulder. I'm 48. I let it go long ago. Um, the incline barbell bench press really fires up my chest muscles and I get better results from doing that first. So what I'm telling you is when I go in there, I, I have a goal, you know, I have a spreadsheet I'm working from, but once I get there and I say, okay, I got, I want to get 160 for sets of 10. I want to do five sets, right? But I don't want to just power, power, power through these reps, hoping to get 10 each time. Like the goal of getting 10 is not as important as the goal of feeling all 10 reps, right? So get in there, have a goal, get the weight, start moving it. But your goal in the moment while you're doing the exercise should not be to get through it, should not be to complete the 10 reps. It should be to feel each rep fully, slow, eccentric movement down, press, squeeze the muscle, get all the way to the contracted muscle. How much of the chest can be working in the exercise? Because those of you who do a lot of chest pressing, you know that shoulders and triceps are doing a lot of work too. And if we turn that part of our brain off that feels that kind of mind muscle connection, if we turn that side off just to get the rep, I promise you we're throwing shoulder into it. We're throwing even like back muscles as we kind of shrug our shoulders forward just to squeeze out that rep. And who cares if you got the 10th rep, if your form sucked, right? And that's also what leads to injury. It's those little small things that we do when we're just trying to push the weight. We're just trying to get the reps. So I highly recommend, especially guys, you're in your 40s and 50s, right? No more ego. I don't care if you bench two plates, three plates, whatever. Like that's not important right now. Like, because if you push too much and if you don't consider your form, you will get injured. And a rotator cuff injury or a shoulder or a pec tear, man, ask anyone who's gotten it, sucks. Long time recovery, it never quite feels the same. You don't want to be that person. So focus on how it feels, right? how that squeeze, the, the control of the weight, and you're going to really maximize the fibers of the chest or legs or triceps or whatever muscle you're working. And you can keep the weight at a more moderate weight because you're in total control and that weight is going to do the work it's supposed to do, fatigue the muscle, and you're going to get results without the risk of injury. So check out that idea. Now, if you take that concept over to the way we eat, it's kind of like what I did with the breakfast, right? We got to eat food. We got to get enough protein, carbs, and fats. How can I make the food I eat you know, the best possible it can be, right? You're sitting down for breakfast, and you're going, hey, you know what? I'm not starving. What's the best thing I could eat? Start thinking about where am I getting my protein from? Where am I getting my carbs from? Where am I getting my fats from? And then also think about like fiber, 
water intake, those types of things can also be important. Let's not go too deep into that piece just because that really, you know, is, is almost a rabbit hole of like, what exactly are those things to get? I think the idea of that is just as you think about your meal, don't just think about being full. Don't just think about protein only. Think about as much as you can and make the meal as valuable as you can. And then the last piece of that, slow down. <laughs> slow down on how much, how quickly you eat, right? We got to chew our food. We want to digest our food, right? Take time, enjoy the process of eating versus shoving food down our mouths and, and just like getting to the next activity. Because if we eat slowly, if we chew well, we're going to digest better. Our bodies are going to absorb more of the macronutrients and we're going to be healthier for it. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing on that is really the quality time piece, right? With my son in school, I may not spend but an hour, maybe 90 minutes with him today as a whole. Let's say it's an hour. How can I make that hour the best hour possible, right? Just being in the room is not enough. You could be in the room, on your phone, totally distracted. And the message you're probably telling your son or daughter or whoever is, I'm not that interested in you. Something's more important on this phone, right? So if you do have to be on your phone or your laptop, make sure your kid knows that you're doing work, right? And maybe like let him know, hey, I've got about 15 more minutes of work I got to do here to respond to these emails, but then I'm going to engage with you, right? Because otherwise, you know, kids get messages that like, hey, I'm not enough. Dad wants to be on the phone versus hang out and play with me. My kids, one of those kids will just come over to me and say, dad, I want to play with you. You know, but not all kids do that. Sometimes the kids can be more internalized and they don't voice what they want. And then we don't even realize that we're kind of chipping away at their self-confidence and self-worth just by, you know, having that phone in our hand. So be purposeful with the time you spend with your kids, whatever the activity, try to be 100% focused, try to make it about them, not about you. And just Try to think about the quality of those moments versus like the quantity of time you have. All right, let's wrap this up real quick. And the way I'm going to do that is talk about your calendar. I promise you, if you look at your calendar for the week, it will tell you what your focus is. If it's booked up with meetings and, and work, 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 work until 530 and that's it, like that's pretty much your whole week and then the weekends are kind of empty like i challenge you like take a look at that calendar don't do it because someone else is going to see the calendar do it for you look at that calendar and say where are my workouts where's my quality time with my kid right or kids or you know with my family in a sense right where where is the time that i'm meal prepping where is the time i'm listening to podcasts i'm you know kind of doing self-care or or reflection where am I setting my goals for the day? Like, is that in your calendar? Are you putting that as an important piece of your weekly and daily rhythm? Because if you're not, then you're probably leaving things to chance. And that's probably not going to be a successful approach, especially at this age. I say that because, you know, when you're in your 20s, if you're super driven in your 20s, I mean, we could, you could get it done at midnight. You know, ah, oh, crap, forgot to do that. I'll do it at midnight sleeps five hours, get up and crush work the next day. No big deal. Right. But that just doesn't quite work when you're in your forties and fifties. Like we have to be way more in control of our schedule. When we do things, are you a morning person is morning the best time for you to work out? 
is morning the best time? Maybe getting up, helping your kids get off to school, you know, walking them to school or driving them to school or whatever. Maybe that's your, one of your best moments to have that engagement with your kid. And so you're going to really covet that. Put that in your calendar and don't let anything block that time. All right. I've, you know, school just started for us. So I've selected Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. I've got a 5.48 at 5.00 a.m. client. I get back to my house at 7. I'm going to make sure I get to drop my son off at school at 7.15 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. So I'm not going to book anything during those two days each week so that that can be something that's a ritual for us. Same thing with like evenings. I've got boot camp Monday and Wednesday evenings. So Tuesday, Thursday, I block that like 5.30 till 9. That's blocked out time for family, right? Because I know that if I don't block it out, something's going to fill it up. So there's six places that I focus each day. First, health. Now that's not working out. I always try to set a goal, something that I want to make sure I do better at that day. Something that maybe is lacking a little bit or I want to like maximize in that day. So it could be anything like just making sure my diet or my nutrition is on point. Could be drinking a gallon of water a day, something like that. Maybe getting to bed before nine o'clock because I always get up at like 4.30 in the morning. So just things like that can help make sure my health is on point. Second is going to be fitness. That relates to working out, going for a run. Maybe I'm doing yoga that day. Maybe it's a rest recovery day. Maybe my fitness would be doing an ice plunge or doing some stretching and recovery. So whatever that is, I try to put down something that I want to achieve or complete in that day. And that should be reflected in my calendar. Third would be family. All right. So this is hanging out with my kid, spending quality time with my family, making sure that's in my calendar. And then what specifically am I trying to do or achieve by doing that? Not just kind of being there, but what's my purpose, right? So, and then fourth is growth. This is personal growth. This could also be something I'm working on, maybe listening to other podcasts to learn more, kind of fill my cup so that I can help others more. Then there's business. So there anything relates to business, clients, uh, booking a speaking event, uh, things like that, like going to that bucket. And then finally, uh, creativity. So for me, creativity is a big part of who I am and piano has become a big part of that. So I, I really make sure there's 15 or 20 minutes on my calendar where I'm going to sit down and practice a song that I'm working on. I actually have an idea that I'm going to do a little concert for friends and family in the fall. So I'm working on a couple of pieces, some classical stuff, a Beatles song, things like that to perform. And so that's one of my creative focuses. So you may have different, uh, different goals. You may have you know, family, health, fitness, you might put in spirituality, you may put in something else, stress relief, anything that you think you need to focus on. You know, I recommend having a daily kind of check in with that and then make sure it's reflected in your calendar. Look at your calendar. I promise the way it looks is probably how you're living your life most of the time, right? So you need to put in working out, Maybe meal prepping, maybe time with your family, time with your kid, those types of things. Put them in there. Color code them if you want. I'm a big color coder of my, of my uh, calendar. I think it just helps me visually know what's coming up. Uh, fun stuff, put it in there too. Family excursions, date night, that kind of stuff. Fill your calendar. Look forward to those things and share them with your spouse. Share them with your kid so they know how you're prioritizing your life. Boom. I hope that's helpful. So... Look at your calendar, do a, do a gut check on how busy you are, where you're putting your focuses, clean that up, make sure it's, it represents who you are and what your priorities in your life are.
That's super important. Then think about where you're already doing things well and how you can kind of improve what you're already doing. So if you're already going to the gym or you're already doing a workout, how can you do it a little bit better? How can you push a little bit more in the right way? And then the final piece, I talked about kind of the music, the notes on the page versus the music you're trying to make is when you're in the midst of doing a workout, right? Let's say you're at the gym, you're doing squats. Go for the feel. Go for the each rep matters. I don't care if you get the 10th rep, if reps one through seven sucked because you were just trying to burn through them so you can get to 10, right? Each rep counts. Make it count. Feel the movement. Slow it down. Get that brain-muscle connection. That is magic. Whether you're trying to build muscle or just get strong, it's all good. It works. And it's going to make sure you don't end up injured at a time that you want to be getting stronger and healthier. Hey, couple of things just wrapping this up. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Iron Neck. Highly recommend you check out Iron Neck, especially if you have stiff neck or just tension, pain in your neck, old injuries, things like that. It's a fantastic device. Really the only thing on the market that even provides a realistic uh, solution to, to solving your neck pain. I have multiple people that I know that are, that are chiropractors and uh, physical therapists that are using it with their clients. So they're personally decided, I'm going to use this with our clients. So you got to check it out in the show notes. You get 15% off if you use my link, you know, one of their affiliates. And I could not recommend the device more. It's awesome. I use it. Uh, final thing, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, I am opening up my uh, coaching business to people. I'm taking about five clients. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff with blood work, uh, with personal training, either remote or in person. I think you'll be interested in hearing about it, but I'd love to talk to you first. So we set up kind of a discovery call for 30 minutes. I'd love to hear what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve, uh, where you struggle and where you're successful already. And then I can help see if this is a fit where we could work together. All right. Thanks again for listening to the Mindset Forge podcast. Next week, a 52-year-old uh, natural bodybuilder. We had a great conversation about his life, his challenges, what he's learned just being an athlete his whole life former military, still works at the State Department in, uh, in Washington, D.C., and just a fantastic person. So get ready for that coming up next week. <laughs>